0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannert, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and professional speaker and presenter. This week, I've got a guest interview with Elsa Wiener Rietfeld, who is an expert on reducing nervousness when creating video recordings. So just so you guys know, I mean, I, I I was a professional speaker for over 20 years before I started this podcast, and even with that kind of experience, those first few recordings were kind of nerve wracking. It's a new skill. It's something that, uh, that, um, when you get really good at it, though, it's something that opens up a lot of doors. So I, I wish I had known Elsa a back when I when I first started the, the, uh, the podcast. Uh, by the way, she just released her book on Amazon. It's, it's actually being released the same day that this episode is being released. So today, uh, if you want to purchase her book, just copy her name or the name of the episode into the search bar at Amazon. You should find it fairly, fairly quickly and easily. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure and do that. Also, if you want to leave me a review, that would be very appreciated as well. Um, Also, the Fearless Presentations YouTube channel is churning out presentation tip videos a few times each week. So make sure and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. And then finally, many of the states that we teach our public speaking classes in are now opening up more quickly now. So if you've been putting off coming to one of our classes, now is an excellent time to do that. We've got classes coming up in Tampa, Las Vegas, Dallas, Houston, St. Louis, a bunch of other cities as well. But those are the ones that are coming up most quickly. Um, And by the way, travel to these locations is still really inexpensive. So it's a really good time financially to invest in yourself. Uh, If you want to avoid the travel altogether, we still have our virtual classes that are are on the schedule as well. You can find details for any of those things at fearlesspresentations.com. So enjoy the interview with Elsaweena. All right, welcome back to Fearless Presentations, y'all. I have a a, a really special guest you guys are going to love her, um Wina um Rietveld, uh, who's from the Netherlands, right? You're from yeah. from the Netherlands and you're a not only a public speaking coach, but you actually kind of started specializing in helping people get over fear and nervousness when they actually do video so that's something that a lot of people are doing more and more of especially in the last year or so and so I wanted to kind of have you on to maybe give us some tips on on how to help folks so tell us by the way welcome welcome to the the podcast
1: yeah thank you glad to be here
0: yeah and kind of tell us a little bit a little bit about yourself so that the kind of audience gets a little bit to know about kind of where you came from. I think you and I might have very similar backgrounds. You know, we didn't, I didn't get into public speaking. I didn't want to be a public speaker. I didn't, I hated it. I was terrified. And so, um, you know, worked really hard to kind of overcome that. I think you kind of have a similar story, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for me, the first time I really sort of hit this wall where I almost got a blackout was uh, in college and we need to needed to find out something from the headmaster and everybody was like scared to walk up and i've never got a problem with that so it's like oh i'll ask him but i didn't take into account that actually the moment i stepped back into the classroom suddenly 90 pairs of eyes would be staring at me right. as i was telling what his answer was and to this day i don't know what i've said to the group because there was just this disconnect with my brain and i just froze up and I did say something, but I don't know if my brain was actually noticing what my what my mouth was saying. So when our people are listening and they say, oh, I always get so nervous or I, I fear I will get a blackout or I don't know what to say anymore. I totally hear you. You know, it's right. I've been there and it's actually very common. So when you look at the statistics, the fear of public speaking ranks like the number one over all the fear. So. When people are listening and feel feeling like that, you know, it's really common. And I also think, you know, you can do something about that. It won't go overnight. But when you start working on it, it isn't a status quo. It doesn't have to stay like that. And at that point, I was like, hmm, this is not so practical. I might be in front of a group more just during college and then at work. Right. So I did a training on public speaking and on one of the days they took us to a debating club and as you know I'm from the Netherlands right but there in Utrecht where I was there was a debating club who actually debated in English oh, okay. and we walked in and it was debating as a sport so basically it's training for speaking you're given a motion like mm,
0: whatever yeah
1: we, we should reinstate the death penalty and right. Uh, Doc, you're the proposition. Oswina, you're the opposition. Regardless of what you think, you just, you know, you you start to listen, substantiate. It's actually when people are listening, if you want to be better at public speaking, finding a debating club is really one good tip I can give already. It's really helped me a lot in uh, the listen. Well, part of speaking is listening. (laughs) So in listening, when somebody else is speaking, in um substantiating what you're saying having a structure be convincing you know getting used to an audience so there are a lot of elements in there but what like I said you know you're given emotion (laughs) and it's really different from the debating as a sport to Mm -hmm. Really giving your own training, I think you can relate to that, uh, Doug. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the, I mean, anything that you practice enough, you're going to get more comfortable at. You know doesn't mean you're going to get a whole lot better at it, right? I mean, it's, I, the analogy I like to use is, is one of the, um, uh, the, the guy who trained me years ago, he he had this joke where he would say, I mean, you can go out and practice swinging a golf club every day of your life over and over and over again, but if you practice a bad golf swing, you're going to get really good at a bad golf swing, right? And I think that's one of the things that, that um, I kind of see with, um, you know, sometimes folks that maybe go to a bad toasting club or maybe they go through um, um, debate right? if if the if the it all really depends on the instruction that they're getting there, If that instruction is not top notch, then they're going to get really good at doing something that's not really practical. Um, like, for instance, I mean, there's a big difference between you know, doing a, um, a topic for debate, and then doing a persuasive speech in front of the board of directors, you know, there's a huge, yeah. huge, huge difference. So it sounds like, though, that you kind of figured that out, too. And and all at least from from what I've kind of read in your story, you kind of um, pivoted a little bit and kind of figured out there's a whole other side to hey, getting that practice and getting more comfortable in front of a group is one thing. But being able to deliver a more effective presentation and reduce your nervousness is a totally different kind of science, right?
1: Absolutely. And I think the biggest difference between training like that and what I like to do also is to train with different people. Like you say, like find your own best way to doing it. And in my opinion, the best way is to do by being yourself. So never copy somebody's style, no matter how, captivating they are and you feel like oh my god this is such a great speaker I'm gonna do what he or she is doing but that doesn't work for you because it's not you and the audience can tell it's it's fake you know even though for them it's genuine and you're captivated by them because it is genuine for them so um, it, it did really help me get a little bit more comfortable in front of groups and like I said, to, to sort of structure, etc. But to bring your own, like you say, a presentation for a board or a presentation for a group of people, suddenly it's your thing. It's not emotion where you right. are playing a role in the debate.
0: Right. So
1: it's, it's a good part of training, um, but it's good to diversify in that as well. So I did a few years of training on a different topic. And bef- beforehand, I was always a bit nervous. And even during the training sometimes still. Right. And at some point, the training I was doing then was stress and burnout management. I thought, well, let's bring this online. This is sure. an excellent topic for an online course. Right. So I had borrowed a tripod. We had, it was years ago now, um, we had this handy cam still that we were filming the kids. So right. I was like, oh, we'll, we'll use what I have. Uh, we had a duvet cover that was big enough to hang to cover up the closet, which was a bit messy. Right. And I was like, I, I had some lamps and I walked out of the room because I was so terrified. That feeling right. that I had right in the classroom that was back and it even felt multiplied. I had this idea and, you know, like mentally, you know, it's not true, but I felt like 10,000 people would watch the video. Right. And this camera lens was just this, this scary eye and I was I was I was too scared to press even press a record right right. so that's about eight years ago now so again like in in college I was like hmm it's not so practical (laughs) to not have this skill let's (laughs) do something about it (laughs) yeah there should be and that is how I actually came across the presence method which is all about getting out of overthinking and really being present with exercise for body mind and energy And that really helped me to be myself, to connect with my audience. And yeah, I started making videos. And then it is like you say, like the more you do it, you get the better you get at it. So over Mm -hmm. time, I actually, at first, I couldn't even think about doing live videos. And now I'm like, yeah, sure. I go live and just, you know, give me a microphone, a press record, not a problem. But before I got there, you know, there are some stages in between. Um, so next to the confidence practices, I also have a lot of do's and don'ts and mistakes over the years. That sort of, yeah, yeah. especially regarding video. Um, yeah, that's yeah helped me get more comfortable at it. So, yeah, I always yeah. tell
0: people that hey, you can. You, I mean, you don't you don't have to go and make all the stupid mistakes I made. You know, just kind of listen to what i'm saying i can keep you from making those stupid mistakes you know read your book you're, you're you can you're you know you're the the book is going to have lots of tips to keep other people from having to go through those those challenges that you went through but yeah it's funny that you mentioned that because that's that's one of the things that i um i was really surprised at because i, I mean i'd been speaking for probably 15 20 years or so before i did my first really Professional video, anyway. So we, at the time, we were uh, taking the the presentation class that I teach and turning it into an online course, and so we needed mm-hmm. videos and and the audio files to do that. And the audio files were challenging, but you know what? They were, you know, they they were not as challenging as the video because one of the things that's really missing when you go from doing live presentations to the video. Is the interaction with the audience? That's the thing that is really, really. I mean, it it will throw you off because um, one of the things that that is interesting about public speaking fear is that when we um, when we're when we're really really nervous speaking in front of a group, it's because we're thinking totally about ourselves, right? And, yeah. uh, and we're thinking totally we're not thinking about the audience we're not thinking about what the audience wants and what the audience needs once we kind of shift that and we start thinking about the audience and then we say something and and we look at look at people in the audience and they understand it and they agree with it and they start nodding to us all of a sudden our confidence kind of shoots up well if you've been living off of that for 15 or 20 years and now you go to a camera that's a totally different skill and it takes quite a while to 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 um to kind of overcome so uh do you have maybe some some tips that folks that are kind of going through that maybe they've been forced to kind of go uh, and do the zoom meetings or maybe the 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 uh, camera by themselves and do some recordings and stuff like that that might may, that maybe your tips might be able to help them
1: yeah definitely and what you say is so true especially when you're used to the live audience you know you're you're, you're used to reading them like right. oh you see the question mark in their eyes and you explain a little bit more right. or there's this back and forth or they're nodding, etc. So this nodding part is actually something I like to bring online. So one of my first tips is to keep, to start with short videos. So start with a tip video, like keep them like one minute, pick one topic that you want to talk about. Right. And then really think about, you're not speaking to a thing. You're speaking to an actual person. There's just sure. a time delay between when you say it and when they hear it, but there will be an actually person watching it. And one of my most important tips is to look through the lens. So no matter what device, it could be as simple as your phone or your laptop. You don't need this like fancy camera or you don't need to buy anything, but look where is the lens of the device that you're using. And then picture your, your favorite client or your best friend and look through the lens. So it is as if you're sitting at a table and about the distance from you to the lens, then at the back of the lens, you know, it would be as as if you're about that distance. That is where you focus your energy. So you're not, you're not stopping your energy at this lens. You're not looking away from the lens, but you really look through the lens and you picture them. And I, I always picture them nodding. Like you say, you know, you have this audience nodding, And I just picture like my best friend or my idle client, they're sitting across from me and they are actually nodding. So I keep my my videos conversational. It is as if I am with them in the room. They're only not physically there, but I act as if they actually are in the room with me. So that is one thing that really made a big difference. Whereas at first I thought like, oh, 10,000 people will watch this video, of course, which they won't, especially not at the start. But just to picture one person that you're speaking to and then you look through the lens and then you tell them what you how you would talk to them if they were actually sitting across from you. So that makes a big difference already in the scary feeling that goes away more because, hey, you're just having a conversation with an active listener Some people even like to hang up a picture on the wall behind them of this person. Visual people can really like that or um, like to have like this post-it note with an arrow pointing to the lens, like look here. So that is for when you are recording and you also mentioned Zoom meetings. And that's a little bit more tricky right? because now as well, I'm actually looking. uh, We are on Zoom right now and I'm looking through the lens at you. A lot. I've trained myself really to look through the lens so much. Right. But every now and then I look at you, but then right. I look away from the lens. Right. So I try to, when I speak, look through the lens, because when someone is watching and they look at me, they see me looking at them. And also when I listen, I also try to look a lot at the lens and sometimes down. So I sure. make also mm-hmm. look down at the person in the Zoom or when there's more people present. But the main focus there is also the lens because that gives them the feeling actually that you are looking at them.
0: Right. It's funny that you say that because the early on, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not had a whole lot of training using the camera. Most of the stuff that I've kind of learned, I've I've kind of learned just off of, you know, YouTube videos and, and that kind of thing. Um, so, but one of the things that I kind of came up with for some of my other instructors, the folks who kind of trained with us, you know, when we, especially when COVID first hit, you know, I'm in the I'm in the speaking business like like you. So so like when COVID hit, all of a sudden we had like I had like a year's worth of stuff that kind of got postponed and then eventually canceled. So it was a pretty traumatic time. But I had a bunch of people on staff that didn't really have anything to do, and a lot of us were working from our homes. We're like, oh okay, well let's do do some videos and and um the the and these are again these are professional speakers. These are people people that speak for a living. They are. They're highly paid professional speakers as well, and that was a brand new skill for them. And because I had gone through that, I said, "Hey, try this, right? Instead of instead of um, just sitting in a room by yourself and trying to record something, that's pretty hard. Why don't you get a friend or a coworker, or you know, some of you guys go and and have the, have that person setting on the other side of the." the table from you at the desk. You know, you're gonna be using your laptop anyway. Just kind of look over the laptop and and talk to that person and, and see if that helps. And I got some really good feedback from quite a few of our folks that oh my God, that was a that was a, a much easier way to do it. And then when Zoom kind of really hit, we started doing a lot more interviews with each other. You know, we would kind of interview each other that gave them a lot more practice and that kind of thing. So basically I think it's just like anything else. It's it's one of those things that if you if you kind of do it a little bit more, you get you get better results. All right, perfect though. That that's awesome. I I, I it's funny that you kind of say that you got kind of to pretend like the person is there, even though the person isn't there. I wish I would I wish I had started doing that at the beginning because I go back and look at some of my early like YouTube videos and stuff like that and go, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. Oh geez. Oh, and and that's what that's another thing that I've kind of heard from folks as well is that if you think that. That uh, you watch somebody that's a that's a big YouTuber and they're fantastic and everything and they've always been that way. Go back and look at video one; it's it's still there. Go back like four years ago and look at video one, and it's going to be probably just like you're looking right now when you get started. So don't worry; you'll you'll kind of grow there.
1: Absolutely, everybody started somewhere, and I just saw a screenshot last week from one of my very first videos, and I look a bit like. I'm staring into that lens and (laughs) it wasn't really bad, but there were so many things that like the warmth was missing the connection. I wasn't really talking to a person. It is really different from what the videos are like now. And it's not like, you know, everybody who's good at speaking or even on camera. Um, So I've interviewed someone who is an actress And she was used to the camera, but she was used to not look at the camera. And she said when for her own business, she was actually, you know, doing marketing and promotion and getting information out there on videos. She thought it was very daunting and it was really scary, too. So it's not like this magical thing that, oh, once you know how to speak or once you know how to film a movie, it is something that you can do. Um, So, yeah, everybody has to start learning it and there are very very few people who are spot on right from the start there's definitely a development for everyone
0: sure yeah so so okay so the book that you wrote is called um, get comfortable on camera right and so so tell us a little bit about about what's in the book and and kind of why you wrote it and what's what's kind of going on that 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 is kind of important for folks that are out listening
1: Yeah, so I have been doing a few five-day challenges with video and I got some extra like strategies and tips towards, you know, in the preparation for that. And I thought, well, this is so useful. I actually want to write a book. I have been wanting to write a book for a longer time. And this February I started and um, yeah, I I wanted to, to help people because I know so many people, they want to go on camera or they know that they should be doing videos but it is like one of the biggest stumbling blocks for you know they're making excuses they're not doing it and it's out of feeling not comfortable on camera Uh, or they do but then they have done two videos and think well I have no more content I don't know you know I've done two videos that's it and I think it is such an essential skill to get out there in the professional world to have people to really know you and find you. And some people won't like you, but they would never work with you anyway. So right. you can save you both a lot of time, not right. only write posts, but you know sometimes you're not for them and that's fine. And other people will love you for it. They will see your video and they will be like, oh, you know, they will actually... Ex- they will sort of platonically fall in love with you. And like from a business perspective, see you as a potential either to work with or to refer to someone else because of all the value that you've been giving and that connection. And they feel like they really get to know you. And I wanted to do more than just say like, Oh, you know, I I get these questions and of course it's in the book. Like, what do I do for lights? How do I create captions? Do I need captions? What is the, for the background or backdrop, what do I need? And like these questions come up every time that I do a guest interview. It's what people think about, do I need a special camera? Do I need a microphone? And like all these kinds of things. So there are some tips and tips like the eye contact. For me, no reading because then you can't have eye contact. He does the connection. Um, No music when you do a speaking video things like that so these tips are in the book but it really starts with also with a strategy because you when you put in the effort to make videos why not be sure you make them more effective so you we're, we're taking a time to think about like what goals do you have for your business right now what do you what goals do you have for videos and we're going into types of videos that support these goals best and then you write down topics per type of video so it's it's a mind map structure you sit down once maybe an hour and then you have at least 75 content ideas and I always say repetition is important people don't see all your updates and you can definitely do two videos per topic right so just like that you have 150 video content material ready and you can use that for months to come holy
0: cow wow that's a cool so, strategy and you said it takes about an hour so you you can you walk people through a strategy it takes about an hour and in that hour they've come up with that much potential for for yeah, content
1: for content and the focus so it's a combination of the the strategy so you always know like okay the, this content bit is supporting this goal of mine so it, okay. it gives you this super idea and at least 75 so if you have three goals you have 25 content ideas per goal this way and if you i say do three to five goals so five goals is the maximum but if you have five goals you even have more wow. and you have 125 content ideas so you sit down and you go over, go over that once and then because content is also one of the big people thing people struggle with like oh i don't know what to make videos about and there's so much to do so that is the setup in there um of course we think about who is our audience where do they show up there's a little bit on some technical bits on different platforms at least the platforms that i'm familiar with and i mentioned some of the others for example i'm not on tiktok i know some people are so i mentioned it but say like hey if you (laughs) want to do more with that i I only can speak from experience it's all Like it's been my journey, my mistakes, like you say, you know, you can avoid the mistakes that I made a lot of them and well, you will make some of your own mistakes. Um, but that's the learning process. But, um, yeah, so there's a lot of things to think about. Like if your audience is on TikTok, you should go there. So my main focus is on LinkedIn and on Facebook, Mm -hmm. but my really main focus is LinkedIn. Um, So I describe these elements and of course, do's and don'ts. And then I have the live. So I used to be really scared at live videos, but like you said, some people are used to an audience and they actually find that live video for them is easier than recorded videos. So people are different that way. But for me, like life was like (laughs) next level. I was so scared. I would just like freeze up or worry. I would say something wrong. Um, things like that. And I actually start the book with common struggles for people so they can relate. They know there's a lot going on and the fear of freezing up or ruffling on or not knowing what to say. is a big one there. So I have created the pirate technique of doing live videos. Um, it's an acronym for some steps to, uh, to think about.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Um, that will help people who don't feel comfortable yet doing lives to, uh, to do so. So if you're making regular videos already, but you're not that sure about a live, that could be interesting to look at. And next to that, there are nine interviews with um, people all really good on camera, all had their own journey by learning how to get more comfortable on camera from different uh, areas. So like uh, two actors um, and a lot of entrepreneurs from sales, content, mm. lead magnets, those kind of thing, e-commerce, with the, of course, the relationship to, uh, to video. And actually one of, there's only one person from the Netherlands in there. And he's also in the speaking business, in the debating uh, trainer. And like you last year, over the course of three days, he lost 75% of his bookings. Right, And he then took his business online and we talk about that. So, sure. uh, and I, I've written out the interviews a little bit. So the, the um, well, part of the interview in the book, but the full interviews are a book bonus. So if people nice. get the Kindle or the paperback, doesn't matter which version you can actually, and maybe there's one person that you find super interesting or you want to watch them all, you'll have access to the full interviews with everyone.
0: So, um, so yeah, nice. Just, All right. Good deal. Uh, That's awesome. I actually, I'm, I'm like you, I, I get more nervous with the live video than I do live in person, but it's mainly just because I'm afraid I'm going to screw something up. Technically. You <laughs> know, I am afraid. I was like, I did a, I, I did a webinar, I don't know, probably four or five years or so ago. And, um, I did the, I, I, this was like the third one. The first that I was doing, I was doing a weekly webinar series and the first two, went off without a hitch third one though i'm uh, i'm i'm kind of interacting with everybody i'm having a good time and and i go back and look at the recording i never actually showed my slides at all i i never shared the screen. on the webinar. It's like, Oh crap. I had to go, I had to go back and do it again. Cause it was recording, you know, we were going to do it. So I'm afraid I'm going to do something stupid on the, uh, on the, the technical side. I think one of the other things that I kind of struggle with, I don't know if you have a suggestion for this, because this, I'm throwing this totally at you. And this is probably something that I only I'm the only person that struggles with it. But one of the reasons I, I'm, I, I'm not really um, into like the Facebook lives and the LinkedIn lives is that I don't ever read the chat. I I see it pop up, but I can't read it that fast, you know. So it's supposed to be interactive, but I'm like the dumbest guy at interacting with chat when people chat with me because to me it's like it's more of a distraction. You know, it's like I'll be in the middle of a thought and all of a sudden I stop. Oh. Oh yeah, hey Jay. You know, it's like it's like it's, it just seems weird to me. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's if that's just me. It probably is. But is that no, just me? No, of that course normal?
1: not. No, that's for many people. So actually, from the pirate technique, the T is for timing. So it uh, it says to keep going on your your own thing, finish your sentence or finish your part, and then look at the comments. Um, and read them and answer them. And because that's very common, people sort of mid-sentence, oh, there's a comment and then (laughs) they lose their train of thought or what they were talking about. So that is actually something uh, that goes on. But I think the interaction part, I love working with the comments. So everyone is different that way as well. So if you feel not comfortable with that and the reading and doing the two things at once, I would just not do lives then because, you know, you can get so much done with recorded videos. You don't have to do lives, but I always feel if you do lives, you should acknowledge the comments and right. not per se all of them. Um, but like,
0: otherwise you kind of miss the whole point, right? That's the whole point. Right? Of, of I've been live. in a
1: life where someone ignored the comments. And she was just saying, "Oh, you know, I'm just going to do my thing here." And I'm like, "Why don't you just record? Just record it you know, <laughs> I'm,
0: <laughs> yeah, just I'm showing it
1: live here, and you're re- ignoring all the comments. So if if that's not for you, so it's something you can train for sure.
0: Well, you know, it's or- funny because because like I love doing live like Zoom trainings and stuff like that. I mean that that is really in my game. But I always tell people, hey, you can comment you can hit the comment button but i'm not going to see it so just say it <laughs> you know that's why we're live we're all here you can interact with me you can kind of you can say something and that tends to work really a, a whole lot better for me but maybe it's just yeah. one of those things just like the video and the podcasting that you know once i do um a few hundred of these uh, of these live interactions on social media maybe that's when maybe that's when the confidence kind of comes anyway, so watch i'm going to get like 150 comments now on on this podcast and on the videos going um with uh, people that i have been giving tips to for like the last two or three years on how to overcome nervousness, helping me overcome my nervousness of social media interaction. I, but I, can, I guarantee that's going to happen. So.
1: Yeah, well, I think there's two things to this. One is like feeling not so confident or uncomfortable about it. And the other is actually it's not your strength. So if it's really hard for you to read it, so one of the things you could do is either to set blocks, like you're going to talk for a little bit and then say, okay, now I'm going to do the comments. You could even have the comments on the second screen, like on your phone. And you could say like, hey, okay, I'm going to answer uh, your comments now for a little bit. So you don't have to sort of go back and forth if you feel like that. So you say like, okay, so that's like the R is I always say feel the best way to do it is to read the comments. So I generally say no reading of your own content because you don't need to because you're the expert. But comments, of course, you want to uh, address. And what I see a lot as well is that people say like, oh, good question, uh, Jake. Uh, nice one, Sophie. And everybody's like, what's going on? And people on the replay is like, what's he talking about? So always read the comments first. Oh, Jake says this and this or asks, Uh, Where should I look when I make a video? Uh, I always um, wonder where my lens is. So then you're actually reading. Then you go back to making that connection with your audience. And then you say, like, ah, great question, Jake. Here's what I think you should do. Okay, Sophie. um, What lights do I need for my videos? I only have... uh, And then you start, like, oh, Sophie. So that is sort of how to do that. Or if you can have an assistant... You know, you could have someone with you if you if you, you feel can't. like that's something you want to explore. But like I said, if it's really yeah. not your thing to sort of read, you can do the Zooms and say like, hey, guys, I would just do a Zoom session and just open up your microphone and we go back and forth. I'm just right. not a person for reading that, that's totally fine. Yeah. Just don't do live videos then. <laughs> just record <laughs> sure, them.
0: Sure. Hey, real quick, I know we're, we're getting short on time here, but there's one one big question that we haven't really gotten into, and it's probably going to start like a 30-minute conversation in and of itself. But um, what about the folks who are in a position where they go, God, you know, I just don't think I look real professional. I mean, I, my office doesn't look good. My home doesn't look I, It's like what. Like, what do I do? And, and that kind of situation. And you know, I, I know you kind of talked about giving some tips on the the um, cameras and stuff like that. And and that's stuff that people can find online, but I'm kind of, I'm more interested in the, how do you make the scenery look look pretty so that you look professional? And, and so that a year from now or two years from now, you go back and look at that video and go, wow, that looks good, right? That's good. So how do you make yourself look really professional and get people when they watch your videos to say, oh, that person knows what he or she is talking about.
1: Yeah. So um, I think there's, again, two things to this. Um, what's, what is professional also depends on what you do and who your audience is.
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: So um, that, that's a big thing to keep in mind. And I think... It's very okay to just you, like I said, use your phone. It's the camera quality is so much better awesome. than the handy yeah. I started out with. Oh eight my years god! Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, when I, I see what I do now in pictures and videos, you can totally do that just on your phone or on your laptop. You don't need anything fancy per se. Um, a big thing is your background. I always say it should be not distracting. So nothing sure. moving, no book closet, because people just you know tilt their head. They start to read like, oh, can I figure out what titles are actually in in there? <laughs>
0: right. Uh, they're right.
1: curious and they totally don't hear what you say anymore. So That's
0: interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. So some people might think, oh, it's a professional background to have books. I usually say, unless there's a specific reason for it. Rather, Unless no they're books.
0: your own book, you know, unless you're, they're your own <laughs> book. <and it's- laughs>
1: of course, it's here in the picture, as you can see, but it's only one book. And once you've seen that, you can go back to listening to me. It's right. not like a whole <laughs> row of books and they're like, it's is funny because I totally
0: do book? that when I see when I see books behind people on like uh, like newscasts and stuff. You know when people are zooming from their office, I'm, I'm totally trying to. Think, okay, what books is he reading right now? You know, right? Sure.
1: And do you hear what they're saying?
0: No, no because no. your
1: focus goes really on your eyes and you you look at that and what you make the video because people you want to to bring a point across and you want people to hear you. So it is totally fine to just have a simple roll like white or any color or a few items in the background that is already okay. If it's really the case that you feel like I don't have a good background in my house, you can look into, um, either a roll up banner. If you're a speaker already, you might have one of these, you can just roll up one or two banners behind you and everything else that's behind it just gets hidden, and it looks professional because probably that's the message on your roll up banner or it should be, (laughs) So And it's relevant. So for the speakers who are listening in, they can use that. And otherwise, like for $20, $30, you have a set that has two tripod stands and a bar in between it, and you can hang a piece of cloth on it. Yeah. And you can use any background. And especially if you record your videos with Zoom, you can actually check first. There is a setting that you can choose your virtual background. Mm-hmm. And on my computer, it only works with the green screen but there are computers where it works even without a green screen and right. I don't have it here. I just ordered, it. you can fold it up. It is a circle green screen. That right. The one that has, goes on the back of your
0: chair, right? Yeah. yeah it goes yeah, in the back yeah. of your
1: chair. And I was just like, Oh, I'm just going to try this. Sounds even easier than uh, building up this, uh, this stand with the two tripods. So then you, even if you are really, really low on space, you can just use that, and then you choose a background that you think is professional. You can just take a picture from a place you love, or some people have a kitchen, or a living room, or an office, or right. something, and you can put that behind you. And uh, yeah, so I have the very nice the the wall and the curtain and the vases here, and it is a picture. I, I get so so many people, actually friends of mine, who think this is my actual room. Right. <laughs> and when they find out, they're like, "Oh, I thought this was your room." And I get people asking, "Where did you buy these curtains? Right. And you have a right. really nice color setting." And right. I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I loved. I fell in love with this picture, but I only wish <laughs> my house looked like this, but it doesn't. Right? <laughs> but yeah, and yeah. So professional. It should fit you." You know, pick something that's really you. Um, yeah. and it could be just a wall, but I know some houses are tricky, you know, there's sure. not a good angle, and then sure. either a green screen or zoom with the backgrounds can be a very good solution for that.
0: Nice, good deal. Hey, so thanks a lot for being a part of the of the podcast. I so such great tips. Um, the, the audience, I think it just absolutely loved. The, uh, the great tips that you gave them and tell them how to get your book. So how do they work? I'm, I'm assuming Amazon and all kinds yeah, of Yeah, it will be right? on
1: Amazon. It's called Get Comfortable on Camera. So at the moment that we're recording this, I'm doing one final check on the proof print and I will okay. definitely be launching it in May this month. So very soon it will be available as a Kindle download. And of course, as a paperback, I, I prefer real books always. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but everybody's different like that. So I always have paperbacks of, um, of my books and, um, nice. yeah, I, I do have a book website as well, where people can find out some more information. Um,
0: very cool. Okay. I'll send a link in the, uh, I'll, I'll send, I'll put a link in the, in the, um, in the the show notes so that folks can find it really easily easily all right well thanks a lot for being a part of uh, fearless presentations thanks y'all thank you subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week